0: Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God.
1: Hebrews the fourth chapter, and it reads, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us, lest any of you seem to have some excuse me, have, I mean, seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Hebrews chapter 4, we're going to verse 3 now. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said, so I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Verse 4 says, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, verse 5, they shall not enter my rest. Verse 6 says, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, today, after such a long time as it has been said, today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. For it, Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest of the people of God, for he who has entered his rest himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. All right. I want to talk to you from the subject entitled tonight, the Sabbath rest, the Sabbath rest. Matter of fact, this is a years ago was a five o'clock service i believe sunday night my father preached a message entitled the sabbath rest as i was um getting ready for this message it's so funny that that happened to pop in my head uh trust me i don't have any of his notes i wish i did uh but i don't (laughs) i don't even know where the cd is up there so um i had my own study time uh to talk about tonight the sabbath uh the sabbath rest uh lately we've been talking about on tuesday nights um, a lot, we've been talking a lot about the peace of God, the shalom, and, and God just put this in my spirit that I really do believe that the people of God, uh, there needs to be a a rest that God is making available for the people of God in the times that we are living in right now, all right? All right, let's first deal with this. What is the Sabbath rest? What is the Sabbath rest? Uh, the word Sabbath um, rest is... Um, This comes from the Hebrew word, especially Sabbath, meaning Shabbat, uh, meaning to rest or to or stop or cease from work. All right. This idea is first mentioned to us in Genesis chapter two. Genesis chapter two. Come with me for a second. Genesis chapter two. This is what um, God did. All right. Verse two, it says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. All right. So God, ladies and gentlemen, rested on the seventh day, not because he was tired. I want to get that very clear. God did not rest because he was tired. God, God has all sufficiency within himself. All right. So he's not tired. He doesn't grow weary. None of that stuff. And so the reason why God rested on the seventh day was that his creating work uh, to show that his creating work was done. So in this text, ladies and gentlemen, in this particular passage of scripture, this is the generation, this is the creation account that's given from Genesis 1 and also 2. In Genesis chapter 2, we see that God completed his work on the sixth day and on the seventh day he rested. Now, why did God rest on the seventh day? He was to give pattern to man regarding the structure of time. So God is showing his creation that in the structure of time that man needs rest. It's not something that he needs. It's something that he's demonstrating to his creation that they need. And so the structure of time, not only that, but to give example of the blessing of rest. That rest, ladies and gentlemen, is a blessing. Let's just deal with the physical aspect of rest. When you have finally got that good old sleep, I mean, anybody had a good, you know, when you wake up, you feel like, I I mean, it's like after Sunday service, you just... You know what I'm saying? You just, you, you know, that's that good snore. You know what I mean? Nobody can bother you. That, the physical sense of rest to show that, again, that that's what we need. But in the spiritual sense, it's also the show is that, again, his creation has to rely on the creator. That's the real big idea about rest. It's not so much in the fact the physical sense of rest as it is the spiritual sense of rest. While you, you need to physically rest, you can run yourself ragged. Could, you, could have good could God, could, could he, in his all of his power, created the earth in one day? Yes. But again, what would that show you? It would show you an example of a God who does everything at one time, but doesn't show you a process of things. That doesn't show you a process in how time works. And so God will never ask you to do something that he has not demonstrated. Are you hearing me? God will never ask you to do something or require something of you that he has not done himself. Are you seeing that? So God rested in himself, not because he was tired, but to be an example to his creation. All right, let me continue to work this if I can. John, the fifth chapter, John, the fifth chapter, it says that in verse 17, I hope it's on the screen and I hope it's as you watch it online. uh, 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 But Jesus answered them and said, my father has been working until now and I have been working. So what Jesus says, and also you have to understand about the book of John, John's full premise of his whole book is to prove the deity of Jesus and that he's being God. And what John shows in the recording of Jesus' words is it's saying that God has been working and in the show that Jesus has been working with God in the very beginning. Hallelujah. Oh, Oh, my God. Hallelujah. So you serve a God that does not sleep. He does not get tired. He has all sufficiency in himself. He is not like us where he needs a break. Because again, we were made in the we were made, ladies and gentlemen, with a dependence on something. Yeah. All right. All right, let me also back this up. One of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 121, verse 4 says that behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Again, David shows us here in Psalm 121, verse 4 that God is not on his throne chilling. He is not on his throne just not doing anything. That God is constantly working. How does God constantly work? God constantly worked through the natural order which he put on the earth. And then there is times where here we go. Here's where a miracle comes in where God then intervenes in his own natural order. Hallelujah. And then it begins to interrupt some things and intercept some things in your life. And, the, oh, my God, it begins to put you and orchestrate you in the path in which he's called for you. Hallelujah. Put it in the chat. Say, God is never tired. Never tired. God's never tired. Here, can I get can, t- can, I, can I continue to build this case of what the Sabbath rest is, ladies and gentlemen, as it comes to the law? And Exodus chapter twenty. Verse 8, it says it this way. Exodus 20, verse 8, it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So in God's order of the law, ladies and gentlemen, in the law, we were to keep uh, the seventh day. In Jewish calendar, the seventh day would be a Saturday. All right? And I'm not going to get into this, but again, I'm going to help you understand something. When Jesus finished the work, Jesus brought, brought a new and living way. And with this new and living way, with people who want to make a Saturday a case, Jesus got up on a Sunday with making that the new day of now the first day, which is now we set aside for him. But do we celebrate or say uh, or do we observe the Sabbath as the law? No, we don't. Because the Sabbath was reserved for a specific day. But when this finished work of Jesus Christ, He's now made it available, and I'm moving ahead of myself for every day's experience. Oh, yeah. Hear me the Sabbath day was a fourth commandment in the law that they were to set it aside and make it holy and they were to remember it. There was a time as America, in a, uh, there was a time that Sundays, people didn't work on Sundays, people didn't do many things on Sundays because it was reserved for God. Now, if you speed up into the uh, and fast forward in the time of where we are presently, it's almost like church, uh, I get to it next time or I'll just depend on this time. We don't necessarily keep our Sundays holy or remember it. We put other things in the place of God on its own. On, his, on on a day that we're supposed to set aside and come in the community with each other. Ladies and gentlemen, when they observed the Sabbath under the law, ladies and gentlemen, they were coming together as a community to set aside a time to keep the day holy and to remember what God has done for them, how God has brought them out of Egypt and how he's delivered them and how he's now placed them
0: in a certain place. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, when you do it all week long, when you come together with your family and your friends here in the church It's not for a go get along It's not so you could be seen It's not so, no, it's for God to be lifted up It's for Jesus to be lifted up, ladies and gentlemen And he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw men unto me
1: Hallelujah, put in that chat, say, keep the Sabbath holy. Come on, look at somebody, say, keep the Sabbath holy. The reality is, what does holy mean? It means
0: keep it separated from other parts. Don't put things in the place of God
1: that God should be getting the recognition of first. Keep it holy. Sometimes oh we go to this and go to that it's not saying that you cannot have fun ladies and gentlemen but what i'm saying is if you put things before the priority of god on the day that you've called it and called it in the order that's supposed to be set aside to him then you have not kept the sabbath holy if you have not separated saying this is god's day and you and you're and you're doing and 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 it's not saying just for a particular day, but I'm keeping in the context of what the scripture is talking about. Far as in in the idea of the law as the one day being holy and set apart. The reality is, is that God has called us together. Sundays are our time where all believers come together. We set this day aside. It is holy unto God. Now, do we observe it in the sense of the law? No. Because God wants us to live in it every day. Are you hearing me? Say, there's a rest that belongs to, belongs to me. There's a rest that belongs to me. And so again, he tells him, he says, God tells him in Exodus chapter 20, he says, you got to keep it, you got to remember it and keep it holy. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, when Moses was leaving off the scene, ladies and gentlemen, he also said, he also said that uh, uh, to Joshua's generation, to keep the Sabbath holy and remember it. And remember it. And I tell you now, we are living in a generation that does not have the reverence that it should have. Now, while we don't practice the law, there should be still a reverence, ladies and gentlemen, for the things of God. It come on, there has to be a reverence. There has to be some type of reverence for the things of God and for and, and really taking the things of God seriously. Now we don't do this out of works but we should be doing it out of response of the grace of God that has been applied to you and our life, are you hearing me? So keep the Sabbath holy, so we're talking about there is a rest, there's a rest. Let's fast forward to our text ladies and gentlemen, here we are and this is what he's talking about here in Hebrews, the Hebrew writer, we don't know who the Hebrew writer is, I'm not here to tell you who it is, If it doesn't say it there, I'm not here to speculate. I'm just gonna talk to you about his purpose of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, ladies and gentlemen, the Hebrew writer's purpose is to show you that Jesus is greater than Moses, greater than the law, greater than any of those things. Jesus is the chief high priest, he's great, and he explains it here in this text, in the book of Hebrews. And here he talks about, ladies and gentlemen, this particular rest. And as a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 4, ladies and gentlemen, is a continuation of Hebrews chapter 3 in the later verses when the Hebrew writer starts to explain about Moses' generation. Let me help you understand and give you a backstory. They did not enter the rest of God. God actually ended up forbidding them to enter that rest because of their own rebellion and unbelief. Let me help you understand something. Rebellion and unbelief will cause you to miss the rest of God. And when we're talking about rest, we're talking about moving into a place of not trying to do things based upon works, but relying in the salvation of God and being assured in it. When we're talking about the rest of God, we are talking about the shalom of God, the peace of God, ladies and gentlemen, that that we can experience that is an inner peace. It is an inner tranquility. It is a state of mind. It is an attitude, ladies and gentlemen, that we live in. And we live in it despite the life circumstances that come our way. Listen, you can have peace even though things are not peaceful around you. You can still have peace even if it's not peaceful around you. Why? Because you're relying in the salvation power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you are assured in it, you have an inner peace where your soul is not wrestling. Where your soul, ladies and gentlemen, is not in turmoil. God sent his son so that mind, body and oh my God, mind, body and spirit can be at rest. Are you hearing me? There is a rest for the people of God. While you, God, you don't have to be restless when you can be in peace in God. Where you can be in peace with God. And so the Hebrew writer, ladies and gentlemen, talks about how Moses' generation did not enter that rest because of rebellion. God had promised them a promised land full of milk and honey, different from what they've ever experienced. What they have been experiencing in their life at this moment is the trauma of seeing their loved ones beating to death. Death around them. A hard manual labor that's been inflicted upon them. Death decrees for their own sons and daughters being thrown, uh, especially the sons being thrown thrown into the Nile River. This is the stuff that they were experiencing. And a lot of times what happens is your trauma of what you experienced in your life, because you don't think things could ever get good, you reject it. People are so comfortable with dysfunction that peace does not seem right. People are so comfortable going through the same cycles of dysfunction within themselves, within their family, within the same relationship they get themselves. Why? Because something in you will not give yourself to the salvation of the Lord to say, I can really have peace and really live in it. And so, Moses' generation. While, they, saw, while they, 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 they sent out the 12 spies and the two came back, uh, Joshua and Caleb said, yeah, we could take them. The other one said, well, no, we can't. The giants are in the land. What are you talking about? Even though that's there, God has given us an assurance that we have that promise of rest. So no matter the giants that are in the land that are are occupying the space, God has promised that to you, and with him promising that to you, it is a guarantee that is yours. And because of that, oh, why did you bring us in the wilderness to die? Why did you bring us out here in Moses to die? Egypt looks so much better. And so all of that talk, ladies and gentlemen, was boiling up, God, boiling up God's fury towards their mindset and their attitude. Because their mindset was in the wrong place. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to get your mind right. The way you get your mind right is accepting the salvation of the Lord. And what he has to offer. He's encouraging us, ladies and gentlemen, that there is a rest. But you cannot allow your rebellion and your unbelief to believe that, oh, man, maybe there, mm, I don't think there's peace for me. I don't think it's ever going to get better. I don't think my situation's ever going to change. I don't see my future looking better than what it currently is now. If you are still stuck in that unbelief, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot enter this Sabbath rest. You cannot get into a place in your spirit where God just rested. Because you'll always feel I gotta work, to, uh, uh, I gotta work for a uh, validation. I have to work to get somewhere. I have to work. I'm not saying works is not bad. What I'm saying is, is that if you work in working with the mentality of doing those things to think that that's gonna give you peace, that's not. More money is not gonna give you peace. More prestige is not gonna give you peace more of this and more of that is not going to give you that until you get settled in the fact of God's rest that remains for you. Are you hearing me? Here we go in verse in verse one, he talks about this he says, "Therefore since a promise remains of entering in his rest, let us fear any of you uh, any of you seem to have come short of it. We can often come short of the rest of God because we're still trying to be in works. I got to work to prove God's love for me. I got to work to do this. We got to work to do that. God's saying, no, all you got to do is accept my finished work. It's already been done. All you have to do now is just rest in that. And now resting in that, now you can go and branch out from that and do what you have to do but here we go we can often fall short of it and oftentimes we fall short of the glory of God because we're constantly trying to in our own way create peace create rest why create something or try to go out and do something when God has already done it when God has already done it and he says it he says that he makes it very clear A Hebrew writer says, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. The gospel, the good news is this. Hey, you don't have to work anymore for your salvation. You don't have to work anymore to work anymore. Thinking that through sacrifices and all of that stuff, you're going to get in the wind. You're going to have peace with God. Hey, hey, it's been available through Jesus Christ the rest of God, the the freedom is in Christ, the freely worship God is in him. It's already been done. Why is it that you can hear the same message, right? Say, for instance, you're in the same church, right? And and, and you hear the same gospel that somebody else hears, but yet the gospel didn't respond to them. Excuse me, they didn't respond to the gospel of what they heard, the good news of what they heard. Which, which happens a lot of times in church, that we can be all in the same room, but how each other responds to the good news are two different, are, are two different things. Because the gospel was preached to them as well. The same good news that I'm talking to you about, rest, and you online, ladies and gentlemen, about rest, I'm telling you the same thing, but how you go about going, how you go about responding to it is going to be different. They responded out of the good news of a promised land, out of rebellion, and unbelief because of their history. Your history can prevent, oh my God, if you allow your history and your past to hold you up so much, ladies and gentlemen, you will never experience, you will never experience or never be able to live in the moment of today and, 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 and move forward in your future because you're still on the trauma of yesterday. That's why Paul says forgetting those things that are behind. If you're going to really enter the rest of God, you got to forget those things that are behind. The behaviors of yesterday. The disappointments of yesterday. You got to move to a place I'm forgetting those things about and I'm pressing. It may be hard, but you got to press towards it. It may be difficult, but you got to press towards it. You have to press towards the higher calling of the Christ Jesus that he has for your life. Are you hearing me? Oh, hallelujah. So the rest, ladies and gentlemen, the Sabbath rest is more than an external rest of the body, ladies and gentlemen. It is about the inner rest of the soul. We need rest from the anxiety and the strain of our overwork. Which is a really which is really an attempt to justify ourselves. To justify ourselves to gain the money or the status or the reputation we think we have to have. God is trying to deliver us from that. God is trying to deliver us from that. Oh, I need this type of reputation. I need this type of thing. I need that. God is saying, No. What have I said about you? What have I called you into? What if, no, but that's not good enough for you. No, God, I got to get this. I got to get this. How's that working for you? How's that working for you? Because here's what I'm noticing what people are doing because they see this get rich. They think that I'm going to get rich tomorrow. They see all of this stuff that's going. So they work so hard, hard, hard doing the wrong thing. <laughs> and expect to see the results out of it. You cannot expect to see the results out of something God has not called you for. And then what happens is you become disappointed, you become restless. Why do you become all of these things? Because you tried to do it within yourself without God. The reality is, is that you can do nothing without God and you can be doing, the. and here's the other thing. Christians can be doing it with God, but still doing the opposite thing of what he's called you to do. And you may look up for a while. But then what happens is eventually it catches up to you because you can't maintain. <laughs> and so you're missing the rest of God because you're trying to justify what you believe in your own eyes, where you think you should be, and not where God has called you to. And that's where the point of restlessness comes in. That's the point of anxiety. Why are people struggling with anxiety and so much in stress and all of this stuff? Because they're not entered into the rest of God because they're so caught up in what this American dream is or so caught up into what they think and looking at. And then you have social media to help help, help to perpetuate the very thing that you have going on in the inside of you. And you see other people and you see all of that stuff and you're getting restless in your soul and saying, God, why am I not on their level? Why? But who's to say they have rest? The good news tonight is the good news that you can have the rest of God. Say, rest, rest belongs to the people of God. Rest belongs to the people of God. Stop trying to be stop trying to do things out of the law mentality and do it under the grace mentality. Are you hearing me? Is this making sense to us today? Yeah. Hear me, I gotta move. So it was preached to us, but the word which they heard, they did not profit, them because it wasn't mixed in faith. You cannot, hear, hear, hear me, it is hard, let me, let me tell you something, this is, what, this is what gets this whole positive thinking in the universe and all that, this is what gets thrown into the trash, because it's not mixed with nothing. Hey, glory, it's not mixed with anything. You have all of this positive thinking. Positive thinking means nothing if it's not mixed with faith. The Hebrew writer tells us right here. says, look, they heard the news. There's many people that can hear the news, but if they don't believe it, it will not profit them. Oh, woo, glory. It will not profit them. Why will it not profit them? Because they didn't have the faith to believe the word. They didn't believe that they could have the promised land. They didn't believe that they could have a land of milk and honey. And then even with the
0: evidence of the, oh my God, even with the evidence of the land, they still say, oh, I don't think I can have it.
1: Oh my God.
0: Hallelujah. There's people that can see the evidence of God's hand in your life. There's people that can see the evidence of God's power. But because they see it all doesn't mean they will believe it. If it's still, oh my God, if they still have a heart of unbelief. You will miss the promises of God. You will miss the blessing of God over your life. If you hear the good news that God has this available for you, but if it's not mixed in faith and if it's not rooted
1: in faith, it will not profit you. It will not profit you. It will not profit you. I can hear good little things on Instagram. I can hear good little things on Facebook. I can hear good little things on TikTok. But if it's not rooted in faith, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. I can hear about the good news that there's rest available for us. But if I don't believe it, then it's not going to profit you. Say I got, I got a profit from this thing hallelujah let me tell you something let me tell you something I just saw I just saw a, see I just saw a documentary on Netflix not too long ago This called American Gospel and the reality of what I see about this is it's almost like this it's almost like you say anything about profit or anything like you're preaching a prosperity gospel what do you mean ladies and gentlemen prosperity of God is about the interest that God gives you and all of this stuff the gospel will profit you. Here's what, that's what the Hebrew writer said. He said, if it's not mixed in faith, it will not profit them. But if you do mix it in faith, you do profit. Say, I hear you. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that God has calling us to a Sabbath rest. And here's what the Hebrew writer says, and i got to move. For he who has believed do enter that rest. So when you believe it in your heart, you will enter into that rest. As he said, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Listen, the Hebrew, this is what he's saying. God said, the works have already been done. It's already been finished. Hallelujah. You should rejoice about that because the work has already been done for you. It's already been finished. All you got to do is just walk it out now. All you got to do is walk out
0: what God has already finished.
1: Why, are you, why, does, why sometimes you and I complicate things more than what it should be? You're complicating it. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from his works. I'm about to give you some points when we get out here. And again, in this place they shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. So rebellion, because of their disobedience than not cause them to enter the rest of God. That's why even with Saul, he tells him, so that's why Satan told him, obedience is better than sacrifice. It's better to obey God than to try to sacrifice when you didn't have to do that, when you could have just obeyed the first time. Yeah. Hear me, today, shout out today. today. Put it in the chat second, say today. After such a long time as it has been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Do not harden your hearts. Why does he say this? Why does he say this? Can I help us today for a little second here? I want to give you this. Number one, the Sabbath rest is entered by faith in Jesus. He's saying today, if you hear his voice. If you hear the call of God today about coming into the rest of him, let me tell you something. You will will experience this rest that God has available to you. A rest that you are unbothered. It's an unbothered state, even though things are going around. Here's what I like what Matthew chapter 11 says. Jesus said it himself. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. The way that you can enter, he's saying enter his rest. That means it requires something on your part. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. It's like a gift that somebody said they had available for me, right? And they said, all you got to do is come pick it up. If I had a million dollars, and they they say, if I had a million dollars, and I say, hey, I'm giving you a million dollars, but the only condition is you got to come get it, what you going to do? I'm going to drive and get it. Y'all too slow, man. (laughs) What y'all don't want no money. (laughs) If I had a million dollars waiting for you right now, there is no strings attached. There is nothing attached to this money. It's just something I want to give to you, right? What are you doing? I'm coming to get it. God said, if you come unto me, I will give you, all you who are heavy laden, who are, who are feeling overworked,
0: who are feeling anxiety, who are all in despair. If you're feeling heavy laden, I want you to come to me.
1: He didn't come. He didn't say come to your friend. He didn't say come to your uh uh to come to other things. He said come to him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Jesus also said, "All who are thirsty, oh my God, come to who." Me, oh my God, hallelujah. Well, you
0: can't, oh my God, you, you have something that needs to be quenched in your soul. And the quench, oh my God, the one who can quench the thirst in your soul is Jesus
1: the Christ. And the way you come to him is by faith, oh my God, in him. Hallelujah! He's saying, "Come to me." He's saying, "You have to come if you want to enter it. You gotta come in. I'm not gonna dock, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bother you. I'm not gonna keep
0: on. No, you gotta do it for yourself. It's available for you. All you gotta do is walk in
1: it now. All right, let me move. Let me move. Here we go. The Sabbath rest is not just a future expectation, but you can experience the rest of God now hear me the sabbath rest ladies and gentlemen is not a future is not just a future event that oh my god let me explain this to you revelations let me let me move revelations 14 verse 13 it says then i heard a voice from heaven saying to me right blessed are the dead who die in the lord from now on yes says the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them ladies and gentlemen what uh, what the john the revelator is making it clear is that when a believer goes on. <laughs> Hallelujah, is that though they rest from their labors, that their works do follow them. If you oh my God, and so God has already uh, that's why Jesus said, I've gone to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah.
0: That I'm going away to prepare a place for you, and that's when He when the the disciples were getting a little disappointed. He said, Hey, I wouldn't have told you this if it wasn't so. I wouldn't told you this if it wasn't true. There remains a rest for the people of God, not only in this lifetime, but in the next life where I told you there is no more crying, there's no more weeping, there's no more sorrow, but there is joy, everlasting joy, everlasting peace. That not only does God want you to experience it then, but He wants you to experience it now. Hallelujah. There is a now rest uh, that he wants us to experience. Uh, I don't got to wait till I'm dead and gone and get to heaven to experience it. God said, I want you to experience it now.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. 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 If you hear the message of today, what today is saying today and to the
1: rest of God. Hallelujah. Oh my God, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, it says it like this. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need, ladies and gentlemen. And so what, oh my God, what the Hebrew writer says as he continues this idea of rest, he says,
0: ladies and gentlemen, now because you've heard of this good news, he said, now come therefore boldly. You can boldly ask God for this rest. Why? Because he made it available through his son Jesus. You have peace with God, and with the peace of
1: God, we can ask for it in the time of need. Hallelujah. Say there's a today rest uh, that God wants us to experience uh, and the way you come into that rest uh, is you gotta come boldly after it. You can't have
0: nobody disturb your peace. Uh, you can't allow yourself to be distracted. The Sabbath rest uh, is about not allowing things to distract you. The Sabbath rest uh, is about not letting things of this life uh, be able to bother you. But it's getting to a place uh, that I trust God so much uh, that I'm unbothered by what you got going on. I'm unbothered by the circumstance because I know my God is able to keep me till that day. Hallelujah. Oh my God, I feel like preaching now. There's a rest that is available today.
1: Hallelujah. 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 I'm coming to a close now. I'm coming to a close now. And the Bible says, so point three, let me give you this. We remain in the rest of God by abiding in Jesus. The way you abide in this rest is abiding in Jesus. I hear you. The words of Jesus in chapter 15 of John verse four, it said the this way. He said, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me ladies and gentlemen what he's saying is you remain in me hallelujah the way you keep a peaceful mind he said i'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep my your mind your mind stayed
0: on me that means you gotta remain in him that's how you keep a peace that's how you keep this peace in the midst of chaos you gotta remain
1: Hallelujah. You gotta remain in the peace of God. It's something, see, the enemy, he's hes always trying to threaten your peace. He's always trying to come after your peace.
0: He's trying to get you bothered. He's trying to get you shaken. But when you understand that God is your rock, and God is your rock, and when you understand, when the Hebrew, when, when Paul said in Romans that we have an anchor, that, oh my God, hope, that is an anchor unto the soul. When you understand that your hope is anchored in him, And that no matter the waves can blow the winds can come but you know you gotta anchor that is rooted and that though you may shake you will not come
1: off of your base why because god is your hope look at somebody say you gotta remain You gotta remain, come on, put in that chat section. You can say you gotta remain. You gotta remain in this peace. You gotta remain in this Sabbath rest. This is
0: a daily thing that you can experience. This is a daily thing that you can walk in. You don't gotta wait till Sunday to finally have peace. God said this is an everyday thing. Jesus' blood has made it available that this is an everyday experience. This is, God is trying to get us prepared for what is to come. Oh my God, let me tell you something. The peace of God that we experience now Is a precursor Of what I'm experiencing in heaven Cause when I get there am I practicing it now I, If I practicing it now I'm already ready For so when I get there That I got the peace of God Shia. Shia in here. I got the peace of God. I'm not going to let the devil take my peace. I'm not going to let people take my joy. The joy I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away.
1: Hallelujah. As I come to a close, as I come to a close, I'm over my time. As I come to a close, ladies and gentlemen, Here's what you have to understand. There is a precursor. The Sabbath rest was a precursor. Oh, I don't even plan to go here. In the book of Genesis, ladies and gentlemen, they're in the original state of man and the original state of the world. Adam and Eve experienced this peace. Genesis chapter three gives us an idea or yeah, Genesis chapter three gives us an idea how God walked with them in the cool of the day. There was a peace, that uh, the Sabbath rest that they experienced. And that God, through his son Jesus, because that was lost, because of Adam's sin, God restored that and said, you have the opportunity to live in that now. And that there's a time that's coming where this is going to be an eternal thing with God. Hear me. Hear me good. Jesus closes out when he talks to the Pharisees. Hallelujah. He says it in Mark chapter 2, verse 27. Now I'm coming to a close. Jesus, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man. The Sabbath wasn't made for God. Hallelujah. The Sabbath was made for you and I. <laughs> Hallelujah. And not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, he says it this way, the son of man is also, hallelujah the Lord of the Sabbath hallelujah what am I telling you tonight I'm telling you that the Lord if the Lord is the Lord over your life that he's the Lord of the Sabbath and guess what since he's the Lord over the Sabbath and since he's the Lord over the rest that you and I can have Jesus saying if you take the Sabbath rest and he's saying it's me the Sabbath rest ladies and gentlemen is not an object it's a person and that person is Jesus Jesus said oh my God peace I leave with you
0: not of the world peace I give to you not of the world oh my god this is the peace that's why you don't have to be afraid that's why you don't gotta be worried because the lord is the lord over the sabbath and he will keep you in
1: perfect peace The Bible says that he is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace ladies and gentlemen. And I guarantee you tonight, as you finish this year off, why don't you remain in the rest of God? Why don't you stay in the rest of God? There's no need to get bothered by who wins an election. There's no need to get bothered by you still being laid off. Because if you looked at your
0: bank account, God's still been keeping you. There's no need to get bothered by what's going on to the left and to the right of you. A thousand may fall at your left side, ten thousand at your right, but it shall not come harm unto you, only with his eyes, I'll see the sound of high glory, oh my God, I've come to preach to somebody tonight, the reality of the matter is, the rest of God is available to you, there remains a rest for the people of God, there remains a rest, and all you gotta do is just step on it, all you gotta do is live in it, walk in it, breathe in it, dance so much better when you're in the peace of God come on encourage somebody in the Lord and say stay in the peace of God stay in the peace of God don't get out of it but stay there live in it
1: breathe in it you got it stay fear. stand your feet stand your feet hallelujah there remains a Sabbath for us hallelujah hallelujah those that they may rest from their leader hallelujah their works do follow them i can experience it now because i'm getting ready because there's a day that's coming hallelujah where the trumpet shall sign i know they don't preach this the
0: trumpet shall sign and that's sky gonna crack hallelujah and i heard the voice of michael the archangel oh my god saying that those that are Christ, they, oh my god, help me now. They shall rise first, and those who are living, they shall be called out to meet Him in the air. Oh my god, in here! Oh my god, in here! When I get there, I see Jesus face to face. When I get there, I see him in glory. When I get there, all of my trouble will be over, and I'll be saying, Thank you, God, for so oh my God was saving me. Come on, put your hand in
1: I got people to meet there.
0: I got people that's resting already in that peace. And when I get there, I'll experience the peace of God. No more travail. No more sorrow.
1: Hallelujah. Because there remains for the people of God a rest. I don't got to wait to die to experience it. I can do it right now. I'm getting myself prepared. I'm getting myself prepared. Touch your neighbor and tell her, are you ready for it? I said, are you ready? Are you getting yourself ready for it? Because he said, I come like a
0: the night. But I'm going to get ready. Because I'm going to work while it's day. And I'm going to be living in the peace of God. They going to ask you, boom, me, why are you still happy? Because I got the peace of God. Why are you tripping? Because I got the peace. I'm not tripping. Because I got the peace of God. I got the peace of God. I got the peace of God. I got His peace to know that I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I got His peace to know that many are the afflicted of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from the all. I got peace to know that although we've been maimed door for a night, but joy come in the morning. I got peace to know that goodness and mercy.
1: TCF for the rest of this year, remain in the rest of God. Don't allow nobody to take you out of it. Things can threat be threatening, but do not allow people to take you out of the rest of God. I don't care what life is looking like, don't let it take you out of the rest of God. That's my word for us the rest of the year. Don't allow all this stuff to take you out of the rest of God. There remains a rest for the people of God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. There remains a rest for the people of God. And those of you who are online, I want you to lift your hands. There's a rest that's meeting you in your house, that's meeting in you in your home tonight.
0: We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.